Hi, welcome back to Two Boys, Two Movies. I'm Willie Tier. And I'm Noah Conley. And, uh, yeah, today we're here to do Black Klansman, a 2018 film directed by Spike Lee, and, um, What If, a something film directed by someone. <laughs> someone. Can tell you what year. Can someone tell you what made director. this movie. Someone made, we're, we're, sh- you know what, the one thing we can That's be sure of is that. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> Whenever I Google it, this. I get a Netflix series. Um, it's 2013. Yes, um, 2013, thank you. Directed by Michael Dows. Oh, um, yes, I did look him up. I don't think he's done literally anything else big. Um, well, you normally when you click on a director, it comes up with, like, a list of things they've done. This does not give me anything. Oh, okay. Is it, it's probably, does it, it not have any, like, images for it? It just has, like... Also directed, um, and then it has like okay, a tiny. Okay, he link. is known. I'm on his IMDb page. Okay, he is known for "It's All Gone, Pete Tong," which is a dot. Uh, yeah, a movie called "It's All Gone, Pete Tong." What okay. if? And then <laughs> the hit 2019 film "Stubber." Oh, Stuber! <laughs> starring, yes, Stuber. <laughs> starring um uh Dave Bautista. And and Kumal Nanjani, I think. Yes. 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 Whatever um, his name is. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. I know it's Kumal. I think it's his first name. Yes. But um, he's gonna um, be in a Marvel movie soon. Um, yes. Uh, I think it's quite funny that uh, I forgot Stuber even existed. Never seen it. Forgot it existed completely. I. It was never on my radar. I. <laughs> I just remember seeing trailers and then me and Gabe making fun of that. So yeah. Yes. Um. um which oh you you might meet you might meet Gabe in a future episode but that's not that's that's later that's later um that's later uh <clears throat> Noah sorry oh I I'm gonna need some water wow I'm quite Oof. parched um Oof. Noah what are we uh what are we starting off with today or do we have any news I don't really got anything we're gonna we're gonna talk about the news lately um mm-hmm. I I can't remember too much mm. of what has happened recently um. I mean, we had the wonderful Emmys. Um, Whoa, I'm getting name of award show right, wrong. Uh, Well, Grammys are tonight, I think, right? Oh, the Grammys are tonight? The Grammys are tonight. I'm so dumb. I called the Golden Globes. The oh Emmys. <laughs> no! I oh my god! I can I have some beef with the Golden this, Globes for right now. Can I bring so some of it up? Okay. Yes. Yes. First of all, we're not going to recap the Golden Go Globes because I already did. So basically, I'm part of a thing at Quinnipiac called. Um, it's called. Oh, I'm totally going to out them right now. Um, it's called hashtag that. I just joined it. It's basically just entertainment news and anything that's cool and trendy. And it's hashtag that is whatever. I just decided to join it just because. Um, but I was going to do a segment um, of just like a proper journalist piece where I basically talk about the issues um, that's come up in the news recently that the Golden Globes did address live, luckily, um, about basically them nominating movies that no one has heard of, uh, especially someone who just follows movies almost religiously. Some movies were at the Golden Globes and were nominated that I've never even heard of, and the ones that people do talk about weren't even there. But it wasn't like, oh, the artsy pick. It was like movies that were just generally considered bad somehow made it to the Golden Globes. And it wasn't like there were no any other options for 2020. There were. But the thing is, the ones that weren't there, that everyone talked about, were all from people of color. 
Um, in fact, there are no people of color on the entirety of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, also, the entire Hollywood Foreign Press aren't filmmakers. They're journalists that have probably <laughs> never made a movie before. Um, also doing yeah. movies and TV shows. And, like, it's a pretty broad range. I feel like you need to pick one. Like, it's I'm not saying a movie critic can't watch yeah. a TV show. But, like, no one's – like, and also if they're going to pick, like, best original song, bro – they do movies and TV shows. Like, th- th- you should maybe get some people who are good with music. Like, but the entire Hollywood Foreign Press votes. It's not like the Oscars where they have, like, special groups for that field. Yeah. Um, it- uh, oh, and also 30-plus members got paid off for a free trip to Paris so they could nominate Emily in Paris. Oh, God. And remember, it's this... A, awards are so... Such a corrupt system. It's, I feel oh like my God. it's so... I feel everybody like, knows that. I'll give a pass the Oscars slightly just because they've made a really, really good effort in recent years to fix everything. Like, it's very noticeable as someone who's been watching it for the past few years. But the Hollywood Foreign Press, just... We didn't really talk about them when everyone brought up, like, you know, the award system corruption. Because it's the Golden Globes, and that doesn't really, really matter. But it matters enough that it should. And we passed them by, and now this happens. And it's kind of disgusting. But tracing it back to hashtag that, I was supposed to do a story on that. Like a proper, you know, piece. But apparently my editor told me I couldn't do that because it would make it look like Quinnipiac doesn't like the Golden Globes. And I was, I didn't say anything. I was going to be nice. And I was nice. I was very pissed off because that's just bad journalism for me not reporting the truth. You are now, you are now just the, um, the the noir detective who has been kicked off the case. Legit for speaking the truth. Yes, um, I, that's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. Right, and I was really upset just because like it was gonna be like I had a ton of information to go off of because it was in the news a lot. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I, like, I was really passionate about what I was saying, and I felt like I was doing a good thing, just reporting the truth, you know, like journalists yeah, do. Yeah, 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 But then, like, also, not going to lie, hashtag that and Q30, which is, like, their TV station that it's part of, we get 50 views per video. We'll be okay. It's not <laughs> like the Hollywood Foreign Press is going to, like, shut it down. They're spreading too much information. Get rid like, of if, them. If Variety reports that story and we don't, or, like, sorry, if Variety reports a story, and we do, it's not like the Hollywood Foreign Press is going to be like, oh, they're the only people that know this. Shut them down. Like, it's Variety. Like, they're a big journalist, like, organization. Like, it's not it's not really that huge news. Also, I'm not, I'm positive that people aren't going to watch Q30 and just go like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Like, people have seen it. Like, it's not, I don't know. Yeah. We just do this um, for fun because we're all comm majors, and that's just what we do. But, like, that's not... Yeah. So it's just frustrating when it's like, oh, well, actually, we can't say that. It's like the Hollywood Foreign Press does not give a shit about us. I promise. <laughs> we um, are ants. We're ants. You are an ant. In the entertainment in, industry, in we though. don't even exist. We are a, We are not even a footnote on the page that is the entertainment industry. It's unreal. Right. So I was very upset. So, yeah, I sorry. Have, That's my Golden Globes rant. I have some headlines for you. Go for it. Um, plenty of them. Um, so, uh, in recent news, we got, um, a look at Lady Gaga and Adam Driver in Ridley oh. Scott's House of Gucci. Oh, that's the and only I movie news that matters. the outfits. I, mm-hmm. I, yes. Um, Robert Rodriguez, um, wants to reboot the Spy Kids franchise. Um, oh, what? I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. He wants to complete, do a complete reboot. Um. Okay. And I um, think it's happening. 
Um, I, I mean, I'll be there for. It. I just, I do, like. I'll watch it. I'll watch. I, I just don't think anyone's explicitly asking for. Like, I don't know. That okay. Also, I don't it's think Robert Rodriguez. Nobody asks for the things he does. That's they just happen. You know, it's a really the good world point. Is better for it. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm glad we have someone like Robert Rodriguez who makes really harmless, like, kind of garbage. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a good Robert Rodriguez movie. He's consistent. Um, he's con- I you know what? It. He's consistent. I respect it. And like, listen, if that's his vision and he likes what he does and he gets to make more, why not more money? It's again, it's like. I care about movies, but like at the end of the day, they're kind of useless. If if he wants to make Shark Boy and Lava Girl three, I guess I guess if we could be heroes as a sequel, go for it. Like do whatever you want, man. Like I'm they're happy. Fun. For they're fun kids movies. They're fun kids movies <clears throat> that are really weird. And um, you know what? If Hollywood wants to give him more money, I'm all for it. it it's just Hollywood. It's fine. Speaking about fun kids movies, mm-hmm. um, the trailer for Luca came out. The trailer for Luca did come out. I have a friend named Luca who I was on this podcast recently. Actually, um, it's called Almost Ooh. Roommates. You should go, 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 go listen. It's pretty cool. But um, yeah, Luca Shameless lives like plug. he's in my neighbor, and we uh, already photoshopped him onto the kid and made jokes oh. that he is a sea monster. Oh, so yeah, there you go. I don't know I, what Luca's, uh, but the movie looks it looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Thor at Love and Thunder reportedly added Matt Damon to the cast. Um, yes, I did reason, know that. I have no clue. <clears throat> well, um, he will probably be reprising his role in Thor Ragnarok because he's in Thor Ragnarok too. Oh yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was fake Thor. Um, uh, fake Loki. Right? It was fake, fake Loki. Loki. Who's yeah. fake? Yeah. Was that? Uh, that was. Oh my! I don't remember what actor, but it's like a. It wasn't like someone super super famous. Was fake. Thor in Ragnarok. Um, I know Sam Neill was fake Odin. Sam Neill's the uh, guy from Jurassic Park. Yes. Luke Hemsworth. It was the other Hemsworth. Oh, it was the other Hemsworth? No way. Really? That's yes, great. It was I the forgot other about Hemsworth. that. Um, that's very also, funny. Um, allegedly, Melissa McCarthy also joined the cast. <laughs> so. Uh, oh. I think oh. I'm calling it right now. Melissa McCarthy is going to be like a CGI alien. <laughs> Do, tell me I'm wrong, out. Noah. Tell me I'm wrong. That, no, that checks out. <laughs> um, because um, seeing Melissa McCarthy's face in a Marvel movie would be so weird to me. Jarring. 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 Um, don't know why. It just I I just wouldn't like it. <laughs> um, um. Also. Um. Second to last topic here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cherry is a movie that came out and happened. Yeah, that is a movie that people will forget about very quickly that I will probably got, maybe see. It, it got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, damn. I did. I, did, just, I already. Just, I, you go for it. Oh, what were you saying? Oh, oh no, I was just going to talk about the butthole shot. Oh, the butt. What? They do a shot from inside Tom Holland's asshole. I'm not even kidding. I have been sold on this movie. <laughs> I guess we need to I see need to it. go. Um, impossible two boys, two movies? Cherry? I feel like I impossible. would like that. Um, I mean, it's, it goes to show that you can't just get good directors and get a good lead uh, and make a good movie. Oh. Um, um, yeah, I've, I've seen... Already, I already hate Tom Holland. 
Oh, Tom. Um, oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Um, um, but yeah, so, there's a shot from inside his asshole. That's an actual shot. Like oh. you see a guy, like a doctor with a flashlight looking down his ass, and we're from inside the asshole looking out back at the doctor. Oh God! It's an actual shot right. in the movie Cherry, he, directed by the Russo brothers. I need something to cheer me up. Let me let me read you the actual he- headline of this. Um, mm. You might have already seen this. I wouldn't um, put that past you. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Banks to direct Cocaine Bear for yes. Universal with Phil Lord and Chris Miller said to yes. produce. The film follows a 175-pound bear who accidentally consumes over 70 pounds of cocaine <laughs> that was dropped <laughs> dropped from a plane by a smuggler. I am in love with this. Wait, hold on. Wait, did it says the bear is 175 pounds? Yes, it's a 175-pound bear. I thought bears weighed way more than that. I guess. I'm generally How... surprised that a, a full a full bear, like a brown bear, like a full 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 bear is is 175 pounds. Brown bear ranges from 180 to 1300. Yeah. The American black bear is from 130 to 660. That makes sense, but if you that's that's on the lower side of both ranges pretty much. Like that's or at least, you know, for the black bear, it makes sense. It, did they say what kind of bear the cocaine bear is? Um, <laughs> the deep scientific analytics of mm. this bear who takes cocaine just says bear. 70 pounds. Wait, the bear's 175 pounds. It took 70 pounds of cocaine? Um, one second. The bear consumed yes, almost half pounds. its body weight in cocaine? <laughs> I think I think that's the best part of it. Sorry, that yeah, just that, clicked for me. Is, this bear is running mostly off. <laughs> Sorry, it just clicked that the bear ate half its body weight in cocaine. So what is this? What? How is this film going to? Is this going to be like a CGI bear? Well, is this no, like a Muppet? A no, Muppet situation? Listen, I don't. I don't think you really understand. Uh, what's gonna happen, Noah? Uh, I think much like the film Hardcore Henry, will be in the POV of oh the bear. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that one episode of Always Sunny where it's in the POV of Frank the entire episode. <laughs> I haven't, haven't seen that episode. Um, beautiful yeah. film, dude. Oscar I, contender already. I, I'm that's I'm so happy that's being made. Like, just that's great. I love it. I live by it. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So, do you want to roll right uh, on into uh, our movies? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Um, which would you prefer to talk to talk about first? I what think. Do you... I think I kind of want to. Ooh. Usually, this is a question I ask you, so this is a lot for me. I think we should start off with Black Klansman. Okay. And I kind of want to end it with What If, because I think that's a fun note to end on. Not that. Black yes. is a fun is a isn't a fun movie, but it's definitely a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I first of all, if I, can I talk to you about my semi personal connection with the film Black Klansman? I would love to hear. And also my excuse for not seeing it in the last two weeks, um, <laughs> but, uh, for the last episode. So I did see it back in 2018 because um, I watched all the best picture stuff before the 2018 Oscars, and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, we'll talk about whether or not deserve best picture over uh, Green Book. Um, I do have an opinion on that. 
Um, although I do need to rewatch Black Klansman to fully get a uh, perspective and give a clear answer, because that's more of a, a Noah question. Um, but um, the screenwriter, one of the screenwriters, David Rabinowitz, um, is from Quinnipiac University. Um, he got an Oscar for it. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. So yeah, so that's uh, he's the one guy from Quinnipiac to have a a uh, an Oscar. So that's pretty cool. And also, uh, a lot of my people. A lot of my film major friends have not seen it, so we're all making a plan to see it together, but everyone's been super busy trying to coordinate everyone because everyone wants to see it, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. So we're just waiting on them, and I think I'm seeing it this week, so I'm very excited. Um, and, yeah, that was my semi-personal connection for you. I just watched it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched it twice. I can tell. I've, I have seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you damn good movie mm-hmm. damn 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 impact impactful makes you feel yeah this is a i've you haven't seen do the right thing right now i have seen no you do have the right we've thing. already talked like about this, this like fi- multiple this times this is the fifth this is like every single episode this is every single episode ask i ask if i've seen, seen it. do the right thing and i always tell you i have and then i go oh yes we've talked about this recently because we have because i'm just trash brain and i can't remember things <laughs> Um, it's a self-perpetuating loop. It's a self-perpetuating loop. Um, this is probably Spike Lee's kind of angriest, I think. I feel like it feels more angry it's, than Do the Right Thing. It's the most, like, charged. Like, it's the most tense. Like, well, Do the Right Thing is obviously tense. Mm. Um, but it's the most, like, tense and violent he's ever made anything. Mm. Actually, wait. He's not asking nicely. I didn't see. I did, have you seen the Five Bloods? No, I have not. I that that one was pretty. That was rough. That was pretty rough. So not okay. a bad. Not like a. It was a bad movie. I, I I really liked it, but it was just like it's one of those. It's much like this movie. It's like oh man, like this is a yeah. lot going on. Ooh. it's hard. Um, it's hard yeah, especially because yeah. that's like kind of half a war movie. So actually, I want to say that the Five Bloods is actually a little bit more than this well, yeah. um but yeah both still are um um who plays who plays oh laura harrier plays um john david washington's girlfriend in this um mm. i really like her uh i love the hair in fact i just i legitimately have a crush on laura harrier and it's all because of this and homecoming um um the yeah. hair is very good the hair is um, great love it i um as per request of uh, my girlfriend Kylie, mm-hmm. um, she wanted me to mention that every single outfit that John David Washington puts on in this film mm-hmm. is an absolute banger. It Just really is amazing outfits, dude. The leather like gun strap and like the collar, <sighs> like oh, like the All long seventies collar. It's great. It's incredible. Um, um, there's just some really good like. It's really, it's a really tense film, but also it's fucking hilarious at it's, some point. It's so good. Um, um, I mean, like, just even starting with, like, Alec, just Alec Baldwin as a racist is terrifying but funny at the same time. Um, <laughs> it's too true. It's it, too it's true. It's, like, too realistic. Yeah, like, I, like um, if, I, feel like, I feel like if Alec Baldwin was, like, a racist guy, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, Alec Baldwin. No, I, I just, I just I, He just has the look for it. Even if he's, I'm sure he's a nice guy, I think. 
but like are that, you telling me dude, the, are you telling me the boss baby is a racist yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, yes is what i'm trying to say um but uh yeah and then also um starting with the text with um what is it this is based on some for real for real shit yeah yeah that's yeah, great it's um i loved the conversation where they had about praising oj oh um, my god the oj conversation especially with you because um not like you have a personal connection to oj simpson but as we've mentioned <laughs> in the past you do whenever oj simpson I, okay i have a confession to make if oj simpson is ever brought up in conversation i always think of you noah why i i mean i i wrote like a single paper on him i know but you always have my oj fun facts and it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) whenever i need some oj information i come straight to you oh hell yeah um so whenever oj simpson the fact that i think about oj simpson i immediately think of you is so funny it's I feel honored, but also worried. Um, is this the legacy I'm leaving behind? The, the legacy you leave behind is the man O.J. Simpson. Um, um, uh, there's also the phenomenal, very well shot too. Like it's it's just it's funny, but it's also very well shot. Where Adam Driver is talking, is saying like, "Yeah, the Holocaust happened, and it's amazing that it happened." Um, of course he's not meaning it, but it's just really funny mm-hmm. to hear him, like, debating this racist man and... Uh, Trying to it's... figure out how to go between the line, especially he, his character is Jewish, if I remember correctly. Yes, his character is Jewish. And yes. And it, it's very... Impa- it's... And there's... It goes, like, this movie teeters the line of comedy and pure drama a lot but it's very good at doing it yeah like, if i had to describe it would be like pick a genre but it like it brings you up it brings you down mm. and it does all of that like the ending is literally like oh my god such a good pick me up and then it <laughs> tears you right down it tears with the you ending right down. sequence i listen if i had to if i described the movie's humor at least again i have or i haven't seen the whole movie recently but i did watch a few clips if i describe the humor of this movie it's <laughs> like it's like it's like you laugh and then it's followed by oh wait that actually happens like that yeah. it's just yeah it's it's real heavy that and i've rewatched the ending it's it's the one that makes me always want to come back is just that ending. It gives me chills every time. I'm like especially with like the theme changes a little bit and it's like, oh, I can't um it's mm. so, it's hard to watch. It's so rewatchable, but it is so difficult to watch. I the beginning um the nightclub scene is mm. really good. Um Are you talking Spike about Lee, um Spike it's not, Lee loves it's the, his uh, red co- Spike Lee loves his red colors. Oh, he loves his red um, colors, and honestly, so do I. Um, yes. What uh, uh, the needle drop of? Um, it's too late to turn back now. Yes, I love it. It's great. It's good. I. It's, it's good. Well, I've heard that song before, and I always like loved it because it's like you know, it's one of my. Uh, it's like it's a song that my dad would play one hundred percent. So hearing that song in the movie. It was just so nice. And also, he let, he let, you know, that music, that song gets, like, written out. Like, that is a whole scene with that song. So it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great film tactic that is mm. used at one point that I was reading on IMDb. Somebody is, thought was a goof, but it wasn't. Um, which is what? I don't remember. Uh, 
great film, great uh, cinematic technique sure. for all you cinema fans. Um, That's me. Want to learn? I want to learn. Um, no, tell me when. I mean, I'm sure you already know this. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I think it was happened in Die Hard, um, where you portray an event um, multiple times from different angles. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like at a big the same action time. movie thing. Yeah. I um, forget what it's called, but they, they do it in Die Hard. Um, yeah. But they do it really well with slamming a phone on a desk in this movie where it <clears> happens <throat> twice and makes you go like, ooh. Yeah, it's um. um what, can you can you give me a scene when it's used? Because I don't remember that happening. But Spike Lee does. I remember I think, he did do that and do the right thing. Um, I know that in in um, uh, in Black Klansman, it happened like with him putting a phone down. I think it's happened with like an explosion. It's happened with explosions in numerous action movies, mm. but I think it happened in Die Hard too. Okay, I, it's just a really effective technique um, yeah no they do that i've seen that a lot in like action movies when they really want to like play out a hit and they'll just go like from different angles um that's always fun uh but yeah spike lee did that when like um when mookie kisses uh his um girlfriend slash um partner um in when they do just like literally like a double take on it um yes but yeah um spike i i love his movies but he always like has this thing where everything he makes i don't feel precision i only feel passion like it just seems like i like i'm straight mm. out of his head which uh, you could say a lot about about a lot about directors and stuff but like every time he like does a camera move or there's like a specific line of dialogue i'm like that's from spike's brain like i'm seeing it right now like i felt like yes. that's all of his, all his movies are just his like emotions just directly put out and sometimes a lot of filmmakers i don't think i could do that really like i cuz i don't know like he he's gotten he he's he shows like he's not just you know a good filmmaker but he he feels so fluent that he's able to just copy and paste his own feelings and just throw it right on there yeah he's he's able to correctly convey what's happening in his mind what he wants to show you and yeah. that's the best thing a director can do yeah um he also there's points in this film that feel like it's no longer a story and they're directly addressing you the audience in such Mm. a way that it feels really good like it conveys its message really well Mm -hmm. um it is again a very impactful film um adam driver has a great performance but john david washington steals the show Um, yeah well, I mean, he is a protagonist. I feel like the show was already he his. He should steal the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it this movie makes you ride the roller coaster. Um, it it makes you happy. It makes you sad, and it makes you think. Uh, yeah, and, and honestly, that's the best best goddamn thing a movie can do. Uh, yeah, no, it really can. Uh, my film professor just said like <clears throat> like any project you should like you make should make people laugh laugh cry and or just inform and this movie did all three it tries to be a comedy a drama and a documentary all wrapped in one and And it's it's incredible it it does good that ending sequence is so hard-hitting 
Yeah, it, um, it's it's real heavy, and I love it. Um, but uh, can we have a little? <clears throat> um, we'll want to do a John David Washington conversation. Then we'll do a Adam Driver conversation because that is the point of this episode. Um, yes. And also, then we can transition right to our next one, and then thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, for John David Washington, uh, just real quick, I always think that uh, based off what I've seen in Tenet, this, and Malcolm and Marie, he just seems it. I feel like he's constantly restraining him from being like a wacky dude constantly. I don't know if you get that <laughs> vibe. Like, I feel like we're seeing like a yeah. really very quirky out there fun, but then he gets thrown in like Tenet and like a cop movie and like, and, like, well, no, I wouldn't really classify this as a through and through cop movie, but like he gets thrown in this and Tenet and he always seems like he's trying to dial back his own personality. Like, I just see like a, there's a really quirky guy under the surface. I don't know how to explain that. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. He seems like he's he would do phenomenal in like a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like getting cast in serious roles, and not saying he does bad in no. serious roles. Um, it's just like I, I'm. I haven't seen Tenet. I haven't seen Malcolm and Marie. Uh, Malcolm but... and Marie is kind of garbage. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I've thought. Um, but like he plays a very he plays a very like eccentric like just film directors who he plays and it's just very entertaining to watch and I'm and you can really see like oh like there's a there's a really like a, I don't know this is a, like a comedic actor right here that's just really constantly restraining himself I feel like he reminds me of John C Riley like early John C Riley and how he's like <laughs> really funny but he'll also be in Best Picture winner Chicago like. And he'll play, like, the funny guy in, like, a really serious movie. And then he just transitions full into comedy and does it so well. I can see that happening with John David Washington because I really like him, so. Um, I think he's really good. Mm -hmm. I think he can do a nice fine line of both. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. um, Um, Also, yo, like, fuck nepotism. But in John David Washington's case, I'm, I'm glad he's here. Oh, yeah, I... Typically, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's just, I, I don't, I firmly don't believe, oh, he's just getting work because his dad is Denzel. Denzel goddamn Washington, so. I think he he actually has earned, and I want to see him in more movies. No, yeah, oh, me too. Actually doing a very good job. Oh, he is, and I, like, I'm so happy that every time I see him, I'll always be like, oh, that's actor John David Washington, and not, oh, that's Denzel's kid. Yes. Yeah. He has earned his name. And Um, only in three big, like, really two movies, he just, like, completely just shut that out. He was, he also was a football player for a bit. Oh, I didn't know that. He was in the NFL. Like, he was a football player. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I think he was, like, a, I think he was a backup, but he still made it to the NFL, which is... Wow. Um, yeah. That, that is just like, but hey, perfect segue here. Um, that's just like when I learned that Adam Driver was a Marine. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Two guys who were just like, do something completely different from acting, go like, no, I, I really want to do that. So um, for both of them, good, really good on them. Like, that's impressive. Adam Driver, by the way. Very good job. Very good job. Very good job. To be honest, I don't. It's been a bit, and I don't really remember a lot of the stuff he does, besides just being funny and Adam Driver. Do a ton. Um, yeah. He has some serious moments, but towards the back half of the plot, he's just kind of there. 
Yeah, um, yeah, because it's not it's not his movie, and also the script doesn't let him take over. Like I feel like in What If, he definitely just takes over, like every scene he's in. Oh, um, he he's for all I'm uh, worried about, his side plot is the main plot. Y- yeah, um, I wish it was the main plot. Um, are, are we transitioning to What If? Should we should we quickly I, wrap I up Black Klansman? This okay, is the, this is the perfect. This is the perfect, perfect segue. Segue. Um, let's just uh, just real quick on Black Klansman. Uh, I need to rewatch it very soon. I'll probably tell you my full thoughts in the next podcast. I think I rate, rank this four stars, but honestly, after watching a few clips and remembering how much I actually did like it, I think I'll probably bump it up to four and a half, maybe even a five. But I do really need to rewatch a, it. I think this is a solid four and a half star movie. Yeah, this it um, seems like it gives me four and a half energy. Fantastic. Yeah. I do um, again. I do need to rewatch it with my Quinnipiac guys, just because a dude won an Oscar for my school. So yeah. <laughs> um. So what if William? What did you think about what if? I was pleasantly surprised, Noah. Pleasantly surprised. Um. I went in with extremely low expectations. My yeah. No, so did found I. Myself enjoying the film a lot. Um. Hmm. As did I. Uh, it's nice to see Dan. I, I was worried. I this came took me completely by surprise. I thought Daniel Radcliffe was gonna have to do an American accent this whole movie. No. Um. I. This was apparently his first film after Harry Potter. No way. Really. Yes. Um. And so oh, I read a I think quote from him saying like it was so refreshing to just come on set and just be um, a different person other than Harry. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I'd imagine so. I. I mean, that's okay. That's actually that's really interesting. I didn't because I thought there must have been something in between, like before this. So, I can say with confidence that this is my first Daniel Radcliffe movie because I have not seen any of the Harry Potter movies. No way. I. I mean, I'm not. So it, I'm not like sold into. No, I love. I really like Harry Potter, but I'm not gonna be the person who's like, oh, you have to. Because they're really good movies, but like, yeah. So, wow, this is your first Daniel Radcliffe movie. Yes. Wow. That's that's dope. Um, no, but yeah, I really liked. Um, Daniel Radcliffe was really good in this. Uh, um, I really liked. Uh, like, he wasn't like incredible, but like he did his job as an actor. So Daniel Radcliffe did good. Um, and I really liked his chemistry with um with the other girl who I don't remember her name. Do you remember her name? I don't, um, I know the act, the character, but I can look up the actress right now. Yeah. If, um, I do know that she's married to Paul Dano, who's going to be the Riddler in the next Batman movie. Oh. Hmm. Oh, what'd you say, Noah? You, you're just a little quiet there. Oh, I said, I just said, hmm. I was just... Oh, just, hmm. I, I was so just agreeing. saying, hmm. Um, yeah, hmm. um, he, uh, yeah, Paul Dano's... Zoe... Zoe... Zoe Kazan. Okay, got you. Yeah, no, she she does well. She does the job. Um, you know, I feel like Daniel Radcliffe. They're they're good. They're rom com protagonists. They do you know? Yeah. They they, they have a script and they're actors, so they read it and they show emotion. Like it's, it's good. Yeah, it's your typical rom com. It it follows the narrative that rom coms typically follow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. That. Yeah follows the typical narrative with some spice in there but as you it's predictable you know yeah. the guy is going to get the girl you know the the girl is gonna hop on the plane and the guy's gonna be like wait no no you can't leave like <laughs> like that's a, that is 
the number one source of tension in rom-coms is is you the know girl is going to hop on the plane uh-huh is going yes no exactly it, you know what it reminds me of that one gus johnson video where he does a rom-com parody have you seen that i have not it's where like eddie plays his, <laughs> eddie plays the girl and gus <laughs> is the guy and then um and also but like eddie changes in between sabrina gus's actual girlfriend and eddie periodically because apparently like <laughs> sabrina wasn't available it's a really good video i'll actually i'll send it to you um it's really fucking funny um I'll watch it <laughs> yeah um oh, it's it's really um, it's really good he did it for comedy central actually for comedy central's youtube channel um oh yeah, because he had, like, a deal with them, and he just helps them make YouTube videos because he's good at YouTube, and Comedy Central wanted to do YouTube, so, yeah. Um, but uh, I'll send it to you later. It's great. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so they do well. Um, I think this is an inevitable conversation because there's really not much to talk about this movie besides Mackenzie Davis and Adam Driver just is amazing they, they go into every scene i don't see like some people see acting like especially if you're in the industry of like oh who beat who and usually i don't like to think about this but in this movie if adam driver mackenzie davis are there they just dominate every scene they're in like they come in there and they just i i've never seen show stealing as violent as this it's so <laughs> unbelievable uh, unbelievably good like- the perfect romantic subplot that we see their relationship go throughout the years in this rom-com like this totally shouldn't work Mm-mm. so it moves so fast but it's it's fantastic it's incredible Adam driver had i mean we can talk all we want about the sex nacho oh my god lying in the scene i just had nachos and- Oh, wait, no, 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 wait, sorry. I but completely messed up the line. I'm going to do the whole line for you just because I love it. <clears throat> oh, I'm ready. I just had sex. I'm about to have nachos. It's the greatest moment of my life. Unless you ruin it with what you're about to say. I got cool. That's the line. Um, also, apologies. Then, my voice you... is not. I didn't have a lot of water last night um, or this morning. So my voice is quite ruined... hoarse. But there you, you go. To quote, you ruined my sex nacho high is just... <laughs> It's, it's there is a lot of there is a lot of like a back and forth diet like the scenes where it's that da- daniel radcliffe and adam driver are just amazing they're yeah. just so they have such a, a good like there's a chemistry that we see and it's amazing mm-hmm. it's fun it's funny as hell um it's such a, a fun movie it's incredible. Um, yes, it is. It's amazing. I yeah. I, no, I I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like Adam... my favorite, but like it certainly. Oh, no. I had a I had a good blast. Like, I can't. Listen, I, I I'm not gonna complain. You know, watching Mackenzie Davis smoke four cigarettes at a time, um, is I I'm I've amazing. never been more attracted to her in my life. <laughs> I don't know too much about Mackenzie Davis, but I saw four cigarettes. I don't even like smoking. When I see smoking in public, I'm like, oh, that's not good. Mackenzie Davis smoking four cigarettes at the same time made me so happy. It was most certainly a very good scene. There's a lot lie here mm-hmm. to unpack. That's just, it's not like, it, it's not like, it's beaut- it's beautifully well shot. It's not, it's it's not incredibly edited it's It's just you know 
it's it's just fun it's a good movie there's some animation segments that are neat yeah in there um but it's just fun it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. um it's a weird plot that nobody has ever done in a rom-com before and i'm glad that it exists and it's out there Mm -hmm. in the world Um, you know i'm glad it does glad adam driver amazing performance i think he does Mm -hmm. way better in this than black Klansman. um just because i feel like adam driver is a very good comedic actor yes he is Um, though i haven't seen marriage story um but i think marriage story is funny a bit so actually we i'm planning on watching marriage story with some folks tomorrow because i'm making a short film my own that's very soon that i will talk more about in the podcast maybe this episode maybe next time but um in preparation just because there's some scenes where i don't know that was i had that in mind while writing so i need my actors to know that i'm watching marriage story tomorrow so we might Oh, no, we can't because we our next episode is already planned out. Never mind. Forget what I was going to say. But Marriage Story is <laughs> in parts, like, what I really love about the movie, I know you haven't seen it, is that it's a really emotionally, like, heavy movie, but every other scene for at least the first act, it trans- it goes drama, comedy, drama, comedy, drama, comedy, um, just to sort of ease you into it and really get you settled into these real people, because um, what is life without, like, a little bit of comedy and a little bit of tragedy? Um, it's not life i mean of course there is room for bleak dark movies and bleak dark existence but what is life without at least a little bit of comedy right and then like you know my favorite all my favorite movies are all pro are like they're either comedies with dashes of tragedy or tragedies with dashes of comedy but I, i none of my favorite movies are one or the other very true yes um because like you know it's gotta have a little balance in there because otherwise then you're just sad for two hours you know or you're happy for two hours but there's no weight um you know because part of the part of comedy is that you know it's it's a a, a small time without tragedy like i don't know what is light without the dark that that type of deal um yes that's kind of what i was kind of getting at also sounds very poetic and i felt very cool saying that (laughs) Um, I'm wearing glasses right now, and I think my IQ was raised by, like, five, and they're just wearing these, so I think it's very cool. Um, let's see. You're wearing glasses? I am wearing wearing glasses. Well, blue light glasses. I don't, I, I have good vision, but I just, I just make it, yeah, yeah, sorry, apologies. (laughs) Gotta make fun of, gotta make fun of my bad, my bad vision. No, it's, it's, it's okay, Noah, you'll be, you'll be okay, you'll be okay, I'm sorry. Um, no, speaking but, about vision, speaking about the ship of Theseus, the ship of Theseus. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that, what a what a a good meme and a good scene is all I have to say about that. So now, if we if we replace this podcast with all new hosts, is it the same podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what a, I need to rewatch that scene because I just remember I oh my god, the ship of Theseus. What it, um, have you seen the meme where it's like Kermit talking to like the hood Kermit and it's and it's like so the ship of yes, Theseus? Yes. It's great. Um yes. uh, Wow. For those of you who don't know, watch WandaVision. Just do it. Um Just do it. Just do it. Uh let's don't ask questions. What what about what about what if? We gotta we gotta get back to it. Um Um it's just i feel like my entire i've displayed my entire thoughts on the film yeah it was fun it, the movie's um, fun there's really some 
There's not much to talk about except that I would 1000% watch the alternate cut of this movie where it's only Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the like It's like the B-side of the album. It's like you flip it over and it's just... It's just Adam Driver and Adam Driver. You know what? No, I'd watch one hour uncut footage of Adam Driver yelling at old ladies. Um, <laughs> just yelling insults at them? In this what a, that's so good. It's so good. Um, <clears throat> I like to think that Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis are what the penguins of Madagascar are to the film Madagascar. And how yes. whenever there's a yes. scene with them... I'm always 1,000% more invested. They're clearly the best characters in the movie, and I'd like a whole movie with them. And then you get a whole movie with them. And you're like, okay, and it's fine. (laughs) Sorry, wow, I'm really... Um, Wow, sorry, there's no water in my system right now. You know how most people are 70% water? I'm like 30 right now. Like, it's not good. Dang. What's the other percentage? What are you rocking on? Um, Um... I don't know, but I really want to get it out. Um, Kellogg's Cheerios. I think I think it's just empty. I think it's just empty. Hollow. It's it's hollow. It's either it's either you water. Crack you hollow. open. <laughs> you crack me open like I'm a. Uh, I I don't know. I was gonna have a joke. I'm gonna really crack you like anything. a glow stick. Yeah, there you just crack inside. me like a damn glow stick. Um, I'm trying to I'm um, trying to think of like an inspirational quote where it's like I'm like a glow stick. You break me and I just burn brighter. <laughs> oh God! I I hate that. That was awful. Wow. I that feel seems like, like uh, you know what? All you need. I want you to. I want everyone listening to this to go into Photoshop, have a sunset, take that quote, make loopy cursive text, and then throw it on Instagram right now. Yeah, w- Willie, you could be a ghostwriter for the new Billie Eilish song with that stuff. <laughs> Billie Eilish and, um, what's her brother's name? I forget her brother's name, but he's a very good music producer. He is a great producer, um, and I, I, I know his name, and I just wanted to throw it out there just for comedic purposes, but anyway, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. actually came to me, Phineas, Billie Eilish and Phineas actually came to me, and were like, Willie, we need you to write No Time to Die for the next James Bond movie, and I said yes. <laughs> I already got the first line ready for you. And I said, Billy, I maybe I could fit you in if I have time. And, uh, you know, I did, and I wrote that song, so. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, no, I really... I, I heard Martin I heard Martin Scorsese worked with you on it. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that Martin Scorsese, uh, Scorsese uh, and me, are, we hang out, uh, I'm on a Marty basis with him, and we uh, we actually wrote songs for Billie Eilish. Yeah. Dude, okay. That... Oh, speaking of Marty, um, I found out that uh, I had a friend of mine who's a big One Direction fan, was watching a documentary on One Direction. Out of nowhere, Martin Scorsese comes out to talk about One Direction. What? What? That's an actual thing. There's a documentary where like he comes out and goes Why? like, yeah, One Direction has had like a massive impact on the world. I don't think he had any personal thoughts about One Direction. But the fact that Martin Scorsese is in a One Direction documentary is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He personally loves Harry Styles. A lot. My god. Martin Scorsese, if you're listening to this, can we just, like, kind of chill, watch a Marvel movie, and listen to Fine Line? (laughs) Wow. I... Uh, What do you think Martin Scorsese thinks about WandaVision? (laughs) 
I, I again, we make up jokes with Marty not because we don't like him, just because he's so easy to meme. He's so easy to meme. He is. No, it's a low. It's the low hanging fruit. He's he's I a short. Remember. He's a short Italian man with giant eyebrows and really good at making movies and does not like Marvel movies. There's so much content in that phrase. There's a lot to work here. There's a lot um, to work. I with. remember saying in an earlier podcast that he ghost wrote Suicide Squad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still proud of that. Uh, um, I think we should. I think we should go to final thoughts. Um, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'm. I mean, there's really we didn't talk much about what if, but there's not a lot to talk about because there's nothing wrong with it. I just really liked it. Adam Driver, Mackenzie Davis steal every scene and every line they're in, and I think that's both the scripts, like the script, really helps them out a lot, but also. Like, they're really good at it. So, yeah. Um, I think... Oh, sorry, did Adam you say Driver. something? I, I, I can hear you. All right. Who... All right. Adam Driver. What is the better performance? And why is it what if? Okay, it completely is what if. Adam Driver... Oh, my God. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that was clearly... But, dude, uh, like... Black Lives was good. I think he got nominated for an Oscar there, but I think he should have won an Oscar here. Because, uh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, like, I've never, I've literally never seen so, like, like when I say steal the show, like, I, I, I can't even believe how much he did it. Like, it's unreal. Yeah, he does a f- phenomenal job with, like, Every scene has a piece of comedy that he's amazing in, and I he does an amazing job in Black Panther. Or Black Panther. Whoa. Whoa. Um, um, Black Landsman. Can you imagine? Yeah, Wait, did you remember the director's cut? Of... <laughs> remember where Adam Driver got cut out of Black Panther? <laughs> yeah. Who would have Adam Driver? Play? He would have played the CIA guy. Oh, I would have loved that. I would have liked. That. I, I I just no instead diss. of um instead of uh no Watson. Diss. Yeah. Yeah. No diss to him. No, but, just to him. Uh, but who? Why love was that he, movie? I I know he's supposed to have like a thing with Wakanda. I think in the comics or something. But why do we need like every time I watch that movie, I'm like, why are you here? Like, what is going on? It's simple, Willie. We need. It's a Marvel movie. You need one white character. Well, I mean, like they could have just had Claw, and it would have been fine. Yeah. No. They need an outside perspective, I guess. I don't know. But, like, Man, then you kind of already could thing. do that with... Um, no. He does one thing. He's not very essential in the film. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Does, like, he does... He does, does, he, has, he does one thing, but that could be written out so easily. Yes. It's... Yeah. Um, wow. What a... I, I just... Every time I watch that movie, which is... I do quite like Black Panther, but every time I watch it, I'm like, why are you here? Like, what is your deal, man? Like... Sir. Like, sir? Um, like... Uh, even in, like, the grand scope of the Marvel Universe, like, each character kind of has a purpose. He doesn't. Yeah. Um... All in all, Adam Driver, amazing job. Amazing job. Uh, amazing job. Amazing performance in both films, but what if he just steals the show? Oh, my God. Like... It's it's perfect. That's all you can want from a rom com side character. Like, great. Yes. Um, I used to thought my favorite rom com side character was uh, was um, uh, oh my god, what's her name? Who's Princess Leia? 
it was Carrie Fisher in When Harry Met Sally. Oh. But no. Um, and I love When Harry Met Sally, and Carrie Fisher's really good in that. But here, oh my god, Adam Driver beats her by a landslide. Um, yeah. Uh, what what movie would you recommend? What which of the two movies would you recommend? Um, I think Dear William. I so. I think uh, I think I recommend in full Black Klansman. However, if you want to go watch watch What If, I honestly think you just watch. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Literally all the clips with Adam Driver, and I don't think you're gonna miss anything. You can kind of the, the rest of the <laughs> plot is like fine, and you can watch if you want to. But it's not. It's just oh, it's an okay rom com. Like it's a good rom com. Like it just yeah. does everything it needs to do. There's no glaring issues. So if you want to watch the movie, whole movie, that's fine. But I think honestly, if you just look up every Adam Driver scene in What If, 2013, I think you'll be fine. Like that's literally all you need to see. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, I recommend both of them for like the same reason, mm-hmm. like or different reasons. Like one is a very good drama, and the other is a very good comedy. But also, um, Black Klansman is a good comedy as well. Like, it, it's still... Yes. Yeah. So I think Black if you're Klansman looking just both. for, like, a good movie that does everything for you, watch Black Klansman. But also, if you want to, like, not be sad, um, then <laughs> probably watch What If. Yeah, if you want a good ending, watch What If. If you want to take the blue pill <laughs> and want a bad ending, watch Black Klansman. Yeah. Do you have any movies on topic? On topic, um, Marriage Story, actually. Um, I feel like you get a dramatic performance by Adam Driver and also a comedic one, much like the two movies we just talked about. So I feel like that's a really easy pick. I'm watching that tomorrow, and I can't wait because it's one of my favorites. And I also have the Criterion copy because someone bought that for me um, when we did like a Christmas gift swap uh, here at Quinnipiac. Hmm. And they knew I love Marriage Story, and now I have it. And I'm really happy because it's really nice. Um... I would recommend go watch Do the Right Thing mm. so Willie can stop saying that I've never seen this film. Um, I, I, I'm really trying to stop. It's not even a bit. Like, I really, I just forget. <laughs> it's just my fault. I hope we have another podcast where you say, oh, you haven't seen that, right? And I stare blank into my computer screen. <laughs> With pain and agony. No, go watch it. Yeah. It's another Spike Lee joint. It's, it's a Spike Lee joint. good. Yeah. Based on some for real, for real shit. So, yep. yeah. Um, I love, um, I just love the vibe of a Spike Lee movie. So, that's always fun. Uh, any off-topic recommendations? Off-topic recommendations. Um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, gosh, um... Well, I don't, you go first. You go first. Let me let me throw something out. Okay, I have only seen one movie mm-hmm. these past weeks. Um, that was not uh, What If or Black Klansman, so I only have one thing to recommend. And you know what? I'm gonna recommend it. Mm-hmm. Go watch Seventeen again. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay, I've never seen Seventeen again. I've always wanted to. It was enjoyable. I've just heard that it's, like, it's that high school, like, weird, like, that's, like, the movie for it. Like, that's, like, it hits every beat possible, and I just want to see it for that reason. Just go watch it, formulate your own opinion. Also watch WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision's really fun. 
me telling you to watch WandaVision is kind of on deaf ears because I assume a lot of people have already watched uh, yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, watch. I watch have it. a recommendation, Noah. Oh. Um, I think you guys should watch what I watched last night, uh, Ratatouille. I'm looking at that right now. Um, I... Um, I really like it. I haven't seen it in like years and I was trying to figure out a Pixar ranking and I was like, I need to, and I had a, you know, a friend with me, um, and, uh, we, uh, need, I need to settle my ranking on Pixar. So, and Ratatouille I've seen maybe the least. So I had to go give it a shot. And, um, yeah, uh, Ratatouille's real good. It is. A, it's actually a shockingly competent Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a good one. Yeah. Even though it's about a bunch of rats cooking. Um, there sure is. Those rats can cook. Those rats can cook. Um, anyone can cook, Noah. Um, but even me. Even even you. Um, <laughs> but um, you probably can cook better than me, like a thousand percent, actually. Um, I've taken culinary. Classes. You've taken an actual class, so I'm not surprised. Um, no, but uh, Ratatouille is good. Where's your Pixar ranking, Noah? My Pixar ranking. Mm. I don't really have a Pixar ranking. You know, it's really oh, hard. God. It's really hard. I would have to hardcore sit down and think about that. Like that is a, like that's rough. Like that is a really hours. Uh huh. Um, can I want me to pop out mine? Oh, go for it. Okay. Uh, I I would like to say this is in flux a little bit, and I'll explain uh very quickly. But my number one, like beating it, beating the crap out of each other every time i see them are um it's uh incredibles and wally really just every time mm. i think about one of them it takes number one and the other one takes number two and it flips back and forth constantly and it's not this has been a thing for years that i can't decide which one i like better even now with like someone who's like oh yeah i'm i make movies and i would like to do that for a living still can't figure it out um can my can my choice be Cars three? You're <laughs> yes yes it can Noah. I haven't seen Cars three. It won't be Cars three. Um, I pick Toy Story. Pick Toy Story. I pick Toy Story. All just right, fair enough. Purely off my either that or Monsters Inc. Mm. Like just purely off my love. That's for that. Yeah, dude. Fair enough. I um no for me it's in between it's it goes it's Incredibles and or Wally you know what one and two and then number three. I really like Coco. Don't get me wrong. I really, really like Coco, but I think it. I didn't fall in love with Coco. Yeah, a lot of people just I, fall fell hard for it. Um, I really liked it. I, I think it might be Inside Out. Okay. Honestly, Inside I Inside Out recently. People don't like Inside um, Out and Wally, and I don't understand that. Everyone likes Incredibles, but it, like when I say that one of my favorites is Wally and Inside Out, people are like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what are you?" Do do you not like? Yeah, well, I don't. I never understood that. I don't get it either. Like, I mean, I, maybe the, people go like, "Oh, I haven't seen it in a while," and like that's that's fine. Like, and you know, it, people grow up on different movies, so I can respect it. Like, I grew up with Incredibles and Wally, but like even rewatching yeah, I grew all up the with others. What did you say? I said I grew up with the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty cool. I kind of grew up watching Goodfellas, so I'm basically like I, I know every movie and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, like, I grew up with Incredibles and Wally, but even if I turn my brain off and watch, like, Pixar movies and think about them, like, bias aside, 
like those two are still number one and number two. So I don't know. I, I just don't understand why people don't like Wally and and Inside Out. Like I, I really don't get it. Um, yeah. I, I like I just I can't understand it. But um, yeah. I think three or Toy Story two. I grew up with. I always liked that better than the first Toy Story. Honestly, Toy Story two is good. Yeah. Um, I will say that. Um, so what are we going to be watching next episode? Next episode, um, we're Noah. We're having a guest. <gasps> um, really, I did not know about. Yes, this. you did not know about the guest. I'm explaining Wait, it just as much. if you didn't know, because you didn't. Yeah, we're not lying. I didn't. Um, we're having a uh, Gabriel Michelson, a very good friend of ours, and we're going to be doing Good Time, uh, directed by the Sadfi Brothers, which me and Noah have not seen, but Gabe has. And then a movie all of us haven't seen, which is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Both of, both of them having time in the title, and both of them having Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, so, yeah, um, that's our common thread, which is kind of funky. Um, but yeah, that's boy, our oh that's our next episode uh, for movies that we both, all three of us haven't seen, with the exception of Good Time and Gabe. So, yeah. Um, do you know anything about those um, two movies? I do not, actually. Uh Good time. The Sadfoo Brothers, uh, they're like pretty new to the whole industry, and they did uh, they did Uncut Gems, um, but before yes, that, that. Uh, they did Good Time, which is basically Robert Pattinson and his brother, um, who is Benny Sadfi, one of the directors, um, and they're basically just trying to get away with a crime, I think, in New York City, um, and I've always wanted to see it because apparently Robert Pattinson's good and people really like it, so. Fun, fun. Yeah, so that's good time and fast times at Richmond High, and um, Noah, I just want to bring this up now before we end it. Um, episode afterwards, we'll talk about it. Do you, could we have another guest? Could we have Autumn, who really wants to be on the podcast? I mean, we have two guests. We have two guests. Wait, no, I think do we do we say Kylie's really afterwards? Yes, I think we did. Say we did that. say okay. So Autumn would have to be after Kylie then. Yes. Yes. I think it'll be fun to have a third voice on the podcast for sure. I'm very excited. I about think that. it would. I think it's it's something we've been needing, especially since um, we've. I feel like I feel totally comfortable doing the show and like I know how to run it. So I think it's going to be fun yes. a- a- adding like an extra layer. You know. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything to plug? Um. I have anything to plug. Uh. Besides my Twitter, which you it was at Willie Tier, my letterbox, which is at Willie Tier, and my semi-defunct YouTube channel, which is also Willie Tier. Uh. Noah, yourself. Uh, I personally don't really have anything to plug, but I'm going to plug something for Willie. Um, there's a podcast, um, Will and Autumn in the Morning. Oh, Go listen to it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have you been... I'm surprised he hasn't been plugging it here already. Yeah, but, I, hey. I feel like I should. It's that. Yeah, that show's really fun. Uh, we are live um, on WQAQ. Uh, it's a radio show uh, from Thursday at 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. In the morning, um, because we realize we're only funny after twelve, so y- <laughs> you should really watch that. Uh, no, have you been listening at all? I have been listening. Ah, and you've been enjoying um, it. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. Glad you are, because um, that show is v- pretty fun to do. Um, but it's just a comedy talk podcast, and yeah. Um, but that's kind of about it. I feel like I don't have any any news. Yeah. Um, or like besides that, I think that's just the end of the episode. Conclusion time. All right. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Bye.